This episode is brought to you by AWOM Lab. AWOM Lab is a creative space that offers membership for women entrepreneurs. The membership includes access to a cafe, high-speed Wi-Fi, a small retail store, and a full-service photography and podcast studio. The Lab fosters women's empowerment and is designed to inspire, motivate, and connect women in South Florida. AWOM Lab also has an in-house creative agency that develops content for female-owned brands. Most importantly, the vibe and energy is that of collaboration and hustle. So if you're an entrepreneur looking to kickstart your business, and need a place to work from or event space, make sure to follow AWOM Lab on Instagram. That's A-W-O-M-L-A-B. GGB is a proud member and we can't wait to see you at the lab. See you there. Girls Gone Boss is the driven women's guide to love, life, and business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Yes, awaken that boss. Hi, Gabby. Hi. How are you? Good. I feel like you're excited right now. So excited because I have a boss in the house. Hey. Hey. (laughs) And she's my girl. I've been wanting to have her here since season one. And she's finally here with season two. Yay. Let's just get into it, girl, because I'm just excited to have you. Kirsten Savick, better known as La Gringa Más Latina, started her radio journey in 2005 as an intern at La Picosa Radio in Minnesota, where she originally hails from. Her love for Latin culture and music began at a very young age and led her to spend some time grasping the language and customs. As she grew at La Picosa, she got the opportunity to be the GM of the station, which led her to learn everything from sales, music directing to management. After being with the company for almost six years, she transitioned to an all English station in Minnesota, 96.3 now. Once the station flipped, she decided it was time to expand and grow her career in a bigger market, and she made the bold move to Miami. Once here, she began working with Miami's own DJ Laz at one of the biggest radio station groups, Spanish Broadcasting Systems, for DJ 106.7. She also spent some time at Power 96, working part-time. But most recently, she got her big break at iHeartRadio alongside Enrique Santos on his new station, Tu 94.9 which helped bring to life La Gringa Más Latina. I have to give that to Enrique. He made it up? Yeah, because I think K-Marie didn't translate well for Latinos in Miami, especially because they think they started calling me Mary Kay. And I'm like, no, I don't, you You know, I don't sell makeup. I'm, (laughs) you know, so he was like La Gringa Más Latina because that's what you are. And I said, okay, I'll roll with it. And then it just se pegó. I was just going to ask you, that was the first question. Like, where did that name come from? Enrique. It's a great Enrique, name. Yeah. Too. Because you truly are like Ringa Más Latina. I feel like it. I feel like I was just born in this body. That was it. <laughs> Seriously. I want to know, like, <laughs> what sparked that love for the culture? Like, I mean, you came from Minnesota. For anybody not outside of, I mean, I don't know what Minnesota is about, but I feel like there's probably like no line. Oh, my God. Are. I'd love to take you to Minnesota, Gabby. <laughs> like a fish out of water no but I would so love it I I like white boys I know there you go (laughs) um and I like Latino boys so it'll work no um but Minnesota is yeah where I was born and raised and I think I got more involved in the Latino culture actually at a very young age the the connection was bigger because my parents had owned a restaurant I know this sounds bad but you know in Minnesota a lot of the Latinos you know don't speak English fluently and there are a lot of them are from Ecuador or from Mexico and so they end up doing jobs that are a little bit you know you know less appealing or whatnot 
But at my parents' restaurant, all of the cooks were Ecuadorian or Mexican. And they became like my big brothers. They, I grew up with them. They like raised me. I, every single day since I was six, worked at the restaurant and down to the point where one of them went back to Ecuador and named his daughter after my mom. And we were that close. And I think I just automatically just had a connection with Latinos since I was little, just because I was with them every day. And I just, I don't know what it was. I just loved it. When I go on vacation with my family, I just didn't want to go to, you know, the resorts where, you know, they're all inclusives and they're like made and tailored for, you know, girls to go in, yeah. you know, you wanted to be like a heart. Mexico and you're really not experiencing anything. Um, and I really want to I'd go and play soccer on the beach with the workers when they're on their time off. And I just kind of always connected with them. And um, when I was like 18, no, 16, 17, I think I was a junior in high school, my Spanish teacher, which, by the way, I got like a D. And it's or a C in that class. I didn't do well at all in my Spanish class. But you speak so better than us. I know (laughs) now. But back then, that was like the class I slept in. But either way, at the end of the school year, over the summer, they gave us like a uh, like an invitation to learn how to dance salsa. And all the kids thought it wasn't cool and nobody wanted to do it. But they were going to pay you $70. Minnesota did this thing to get people more involved in different cultures. And so they'd pay students to go and learn so that they'd get involved you know and I thought it was cool so I was and like you're 70 gonna get bucks. 70 bucks yeah. 70 <laughs> bucks when you were like 16 yeah. I was like yep banking and back in the day hell yeah that- yeah and that's where I started like the dancing salsa and so I danced before I spoke Spanish and then it just tumble tumble effect. right and really learn Spanish though like well you spent some time in Dominican Republic yeah oh. after I was okay when I was, I don't know why, but I just follow Latinos. But I know in Kansas <laughs> University, obsessed. I'm a little obsessed. K- I went to KU and I didn't go to any house What's party. KU? Kansas University. Okay. Yeah, in Lawrence, Kansas. But I only lasted like six months. I was a horrible student. I didn't even go to class. The moment I walked in there and I was like, oh, there's like 500 students here in this class and they don't take attendance. I don't have to go. And I, I was horrible. Um, but I did find the places where they dance salsa and all the Latinos. I found like the small group. We all became friends and that was it. So that was where I was like, okay, I know I'm not good at school, but I know I love music, Spanish music in specific. And I love Latinos. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I got to learn how to speak Spanish. So that's when I left college and... I, my dad picked me up and I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't want to go to college right now because I don't, it'll be a waste, but I want to learn Spanish. So me and my best friend, she at the time had a boyfriend in DR (laughs) in the Dominican Republic. And he was like building his house and it was like already ready. He's like, you guys could go and stay there for free if you You want. You were meant to be with a Dominican girl. Done. (laughs) And so we went over there and that's where I lived for like four or five months and just like engulf myself in the culture. So he built a house and was like, it wasn't my on. boyfriend, my, my right, best right, friend's right. boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. And he built a, like, cause a lot of times uh, in Minnesota, like the Latinos will work really hard and they'll build their home so that when they retire, they can go back and just live relaxed. You know what I mean? And so his house was already almost built and done and perfect. He's like, you can go and stay there and just watch the house for us. I was like, done. It's no rents. Did you go with her? Yeah, me and her just went and we just hung out. He went in and got us settled for a week and then he left. And then I ended up staying by myself because she gave in because she was in love. 
And with so him I just stayed or by somebody myself. else? What? Yeah, with him. So oh. she went back because she missed him. And then I just stayed there and said, well, I really want to just. What was your time in the Dominican Republic? I mean, at that point, you didn't really know that much Spanish, right? No, not so at how all, did really. you, you know, incorporate yourself in the culture and then finally start to talk Spanish just by being around the locals, right? Being around the locals, but also I feel like I was very determined that I wanted to not speak like a white girl speaking Spanish. And so I wanted to not be embarrassed. And I got to a place where I was learning a lot, but then I was still being nervous when I speak. You know, if you you know when you're speaking another language, it can be like intimidating. intimidating and you're wondering if that person's criticizing or, you know, thinking bad about how you're you know, speaking their language. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get over this hump. I'm going to just speak it, even if I sound stupid, and I'm just going to do it. And I don't care because that's the only way I'm going to learn. That was the turning point. And it was like I was a sponge. You know, I just was starting to roll my R's instead of saying like, you know, trace leches. I was like, tres <laughs> I leches. Yeah, yeah. So that's so funny with your I sister know. in it. Yeah. I know. Trace leches. And um, so for people who don't know, it was like a video I did on Instagram teaching white people how to say Spanish words. And <laughs> my sister was my exa- my bad example of how you shouldn't do it. But um, yeah. I, I want to know what your family it. thinks. I know they're very inviting and un- open to your love for the culture. I mean, you, you're you with a Dominican. I mean, it was kind of like meant to be. You were going to end up with a Dominican. Well, you my mom. When I was little, not when I was little, but maybe when I was like, I don't know, 15, 16. She's like, I just want you to know that I think you're going to marry a Latino and I'm okay with that. I just want you to know. And I was like, thanks, mom. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what I want to do in life. And you, you know, so you've funny. got me figured Moms out. Moms always know, though. But I was never like, I, I had never really even dated white guys. Ever. I was just always into, it just felt more connected to I what is know, it about cultures. us? Like, is it our warmth, our loudness? Our- so I, I love, love you, Gabby. <laughs> no, I think I think there's benefits. And I think there's also things where I'm like, oh, I wish I wish it was more like my culture. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's things like Latinas, um, like your mother-in-laws or whatever will go up to you and just be like, Ay, tu está poniendo gorda. you're getting so fat. And then like, you know, True that's story. not okay. Right. You know, it's not okay to ever tell anybody and make them feel bad about their appearance or about themselves. Like who? Abuelas do that. Moms you know do that. Tias do that. There's things like that that I am not drawn to, but I'm very drawn to the passion. Like the men are so much more passionate with their women than, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, in my later years, I started dating more Latinos. Because yeah. he, before I would be like, you know, into black guys or like more American guys. And now I'm like, oh my God, I've been missing this. Like when they talk to you in Spanish, it's just like a different I know, you're like, I level. Whatever, whatever of, you're saying, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different level of like sexy. I know, they could be talking so nasty and it still sounds like so sweet. And I'm like, oh. And just also like, I don't know, for me being Latina, I'm like, oh man, I can bring him home. My mom will understand him because yeah. um, my mom doesn't talk English at all. So yeah. it's just been like a transition for me to like appreciate my culture now more. So I get the whole Latino yeah. thing. Yeah. I-, I vibe with it now. Yeah, sure. there's. A- <laughs> I think it was the opposite. I grew up like uh, enjoying other things. Like I grew up on hip hop. So I didn't really embrace my Latino culture till later. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, wow. Like I missed out on that. But, yeah, but you're getting it. In now. I'm getting it. Well, there you go. 
<laughs> but that's I, I love it. I love that you have embraced it and that now you've made it into like a full on career. I know that's where it really like set, sank in when I got my first radio gig. Because when I came back from the Dominican Republic, because I ran out of money, not for any other reason. I came back because I ran out of money. And I said, OK, well, bachata concerts in Minnesota, because in DR, bachata is just like amazing. So I was like, I love this bachata. I got to go like dance this in Minnesota. What are the chances that there was like a concert for Grupo Extreme when that song Shorty Shorty was really hot? And it was like that following weekend. I said, I'm going. I don't care. And that's when I met my first radio boss. And that's he was like, why are you white and you're speaking Spanish and you're dancing bachata? I'm confused. And <laughs> but I, did you want to be in radio from before that? I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, she just went radio. to the bachata. Oh, she that's just it. wanted I just to dance to the bachata, bachata concert. Yeah, that was it. I like a little foot in the door and then I kicked it open. You know, <laughs> right. that's what I'm talking about. That's, of course, you got to take advantage of your if you're not good at school, because not everybody's good at school. Nope, not me. Not everybody's good at college. Like I was not even my parents when I told them I needed them to pick me up from college. My, my I think my dad told me, well, we were a little surprised you even went. I was like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> they were waiting for that phone call. Whatever. No, they're like, well, we think if you're not going to be a doctor or a lawyer where like you need those degrees or whatnot, like you could get where you want. We think you're a person that can get achieve what you want to achieve without needing the school. We just think that's who you are. And I said, okay, okay. That was a nice way to like backhand a compliment, <laughs> backhand a compliment, but it was good. And it's true. I said, okay, wait, I love Spanish music. I love um, speaking Spanish. I just love the culture. And then he invited me to the radio station. He goes, you should just come and visit the radio station. I was like, oh, cool. A radio. So I went and it was this AM station in Shakopee, Minnesota. It was like in La the boondocks. Yeah, La Picosa. And he put me on the radio just and I was just visiting, you know. <laughs> he put you on the radio to talk yeah, Spanish? Yeah, just to talk. And he was like to talk Spanish. And of course I was messing up. So people were calling in and correcting me. And it was like a thing. So he kept inviting me back. And then all of a sudden he was like, you know, we're going to come up with a name for you. And there they called me La Guera Sabrosa. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know Spanish is like what? Like a delicious the- white girl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, no, no, no. It wasn't. No. But it was um the start of my radio career. You know, he said, You've got something for radio if you want. You have a good voice for it. You can really you can be something different. His name was DJ Mosquito. I have to give him credit for my career in general. Are you still in touch with him? Yes, I am. I actually oh. spoke to him the other day. He came to visit me like two years ago here with Moff and he came just to like hang out and stay for a weekend at our place. and But you see how vital those like people that kind of open the door for you are? That's the thing. So when they say don't ever burn bridges, I'm not saying you can't burn any bridge because there's some you should burn. Yes. And majority you should not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's like some you should burn and just never look back. But, um, but there's people that you need to make sure you appreciate and give credit to. Yes. You know, and be grateful. Because I'm so grateful. Because I would have never known I'd be good for radio. Right. Where would I have been? I don't know where I would have been if he had not suggested come visit the or radio station. You on, the ra- on the radio. Do you think exactly. you're probably back in Dominican Republic, maybe? Probably. I probably would be like a traveler, you know? <laughs> and I'll be a wannabe Instagram traveler and I'd be epically failing at it, you know? Like, I know. It takes a lot of work. We just had a blogger here and I was just like, wow, like. I don't even know what to write sometimes. I just like, I'll slap on a filter, call it a day. <laughs> I don't know how they do that. The ones that look so cohesive in every picture and they look yeah. like they, 
I don't know. It's Fake. an art. It's a job. That's it, why, you it's know. It's not an easy job to do. No, to there's have, also no. face tune. Right. There's yeah. also face tune. That's life. But that's know. good that, that you were able to <laughs> not have to go that way. And no, I'm glad. I, I actually am proud to look at my picture. And there's some thirst pictures, you know, like once in a blue moon. But I'm not, I don't ever want to go on my Instagram and say like, oh my God, there's so many selfies. I'm too self, you know, that's too self-absorbed. You have to show people what you're doing in life. You know, I'm a mom. To a five-year-old. To a gorgeous five-year-old. Yes, half Dominican, oh, you know. <laughs> Swedish and Dominican. That's like the best combo. Norwegian, Swedish, and Dominican. Oh, Norwegian yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. I forgot. I'm a little mixed up in there. Yeah. Marley Global, if you want to follow her. She's amazing. She, she has, has amazing tutorials for makeup. She, makeup she's tips. just... I feel like she's destined for something so big. I agree. I know. I'm very adamant on not being a stage mom, though. You know, a lot of people, I think, when they think their kid is something, because every mom thinks their kid is the most amazing kid in the world, you know. And Marley, I feel just, I wanted to, like, uh, whenever she came up with an idea, I wanted to do it with her. You know, when she wanted to do my makeup, I didn't prevent her from doing my makeup. There's a lot of people that criticize me for letting her put on makeup. It's ridiculous. I'm like, you she have takes a lot of off. haters, huh? Yeah, they take. She takes it off a few minutes later. She can't leave the house with it. She can't leave it on. It's just playing with your mom's. Who did not play with their mom's makeup? Right, right. You know, and um, when I, people have been offering her to go on like a show or something, and I'll say. Well, Marley, this is what's been offered to you. Would you like to go? Would you like to to not go? This is like a stage and there'd be a lot of people and lights. She goes, no, I don't want to go. And I said, okay. So I'll decline and I'll say, I'm sorry. She's just not ready. You know, that's it. I, I don't want to do, I don't want to like try to make it look pretty and, you know, make her think that this like, that that means I'm doing it for me, not right. for Right, you want it to do it for herself. Yeah, and when she's ready, to... she'll tell you. Exactly. So that's where we're at with Marley. But I she's love that naturally... you give her that option. She's a natural, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the makeup tutorial, I think it was like Anastasia Beverly Hills posted it, and then it went oh, really? viral. viral. That was it. That that was where, like, I said, okay, we found something. That yeah, because you have tons her. of followers. Do you have a lot of uh, brands coming to you now? Oh, like or Marley, Rihanna's Fenty no. Center makeup. So the like, uh, I think Gerard Cosmetics Center makeup. A bunch, a bunch of people sent her a bunch of stuff and presents, and I'm like, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. You're not gonna use this dark lipstick. That's gonna be for me, you know. But I'm just so proud of her and. It's really cool to be able to figure out a balance because the balance was the hardest was, you know, working and being a working mom and then, you know, being a mom to a five year old and then being a wife. You know, it's hard to balance. It is. And it's two power players in the business, too, because you're, you know, mafio, which is is Kay's boo. Not boo-thing. Boo-thing. Dominican, of course. Of course. Como si no. And I told myself I would never... <laughs> Ever marry a Dominican because I felt like they're all like mujeriegos, like 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 women. They have esa, esa mala fama. No? Yeah, they have like a little bit of you'll. I remember seeing at this club in Minnesota, all the Dominicans would go to this one club, and I would of course go, and I'd see <laughs> these couples where I'm like, oh my god, look at them, they're so in love. Like he's so obsessed with her, it's so cute. I want that. And then the next weekend, I go and the guy's with like a completely other girl <laughs> and that's not his wife or something. I was like, oh, no, they weren't in love. And I, it was just that's 
you know, they're very lovey-dovey, you know. <laughs> they're lovey-dovey. But you didn't meet him in DR. You met him in no. Miami? No, 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 no. I met him in Miami. I came down to try, because I wanted to work on the East Coast. And so I came down here for like the Latin Billboard Awards. And I, I think that's when I lips. met you. No, I met you before that. You met you me when I was visiting him. And I was oh, you met me before that. Yeah, I and I was tripping because I was like, oh my God, this girl knows Spanish. <laughs> it's the same thing because we were going to some party and then we ended up going in the same car to the next event. I didn't know yep. her from nothing yep. in the world. I just happened to know some people she was with. And then I started to hear her talking. I'm like, where are you from, girl? Like, yeah. because I mean, if you haven't seen her, she's stunning, beautiful, Fine. blonde, a blue. I mean, green. What are color? I don't know what color they are. <laughs> yeah. change. I don't know. And she's just like exceptionally gorgeous. You can tell she's like American oh, white girl, thanks. homegrown from Minnesota. I mean, I didn't know that part. But <laughs> then you hear her talking and she has like this amazing accent. Like, so I was like, whoa. So I'm sure. Like, you got that a lot when people would hear you speak. Oh, all the time. Yeah, a lot of people were confused. So, like, once my Spanish got a lot better, then people would say, are you half this? Are you half like that? Cuban or yeah, whatever. Yeah, especially right. here in Miami. They're yeah. like, are you half Venezuelan? Because I'm blonde. And I guess there's right. lots of blonde Venezuelans. Or are you half Cuban? Are you half this or that? Because they find it weird if they were to be like, are you half Dominican? And look at me. Blonde hair, blue eyes. No. So they, I get that a lot because of the way I speak because I didn't want to speak like a white girl speaking Spanish. I said, I'm going to learn it. Like if you said a Spanish sentence, I'm going to learn it the way you said it. I'm going to learn the slang. I want to learn exactly how you do it. So they get me confused. But you don't even you sound know. like a white girl, though, from Minnesota. You have like a Miami accent you now. Worked it's on that. Yeah, you worked switched on that. because if I go like I'm going for Christmas yeah. to um, Minnesota. And when I come back, you'll hear it because it comes back. OK. <laughs> and I start talking like, you know, I'm from Minnesota. No, no, no. And, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's really cute. It's so unattractive. <laughs> it's, it's but like, tell us, like, uh, I mean, there had to be, like, a little bit of a shock coming from Minnesota to Miami. I know you had visited before, but to live here, coming from Minnesota, the snow, into Miami, were you, like, or were you just, like, at home because you no. felt like you were in DR? No, no. I was not at home. No? No. I feel like I'm still getting adjusted. Really? And it's been, like, seven years. I'm still trying to figure out how to make Miami feel like home because being straight up, Miami's tough. Like, people are tough. Girls are tough here. Like, it's hard to find a solid group of women that really support you. You know, I actually had this topic on the on the radio the other day where I said somebody, I posted a video or something on Instagram and they were saying how gringos are, uh, like, white people are cold. A lot of the comments were Latinos saying, well, white people are so cold porque son tan frío. And I said, we're cold. I was like, last time I checked, I feel like there's, it's the opposite. And the reason I felt that way was I, I feel like if you're with your friends in Minnesota, say, and you're really good friends, you're my best friends, we're hanging out, we're talking, you leave Gabby, right? You have to leave early and go home. Me and you are not going to be talking, you know, crap, crap about Gabby. Of course not. But I feel like when you're with a group of, um, some la some Latino women, it's very culturally normal to criticize each other, even if they're your good friend and they leave. And then it's like criticizing what they wore or what, you know, like what's going on in their life. And it's not like true. Like, it's more like gossipy. Yeah, yeah. The gossip is real in the Latino culture. That's and there. And it's admitted, you know, like it's bochinche and <laughs> gossip and 
we do it too. But I feel like um, that was really hard because I felt very betrayed on a lot of occasions. And a lot of times I was like, wait, I thought you were my friend or like I. So I felt a very difficult time finding a group of people that I could trust that I feel like really want me to do well and support me. And now I can say, obviously, I have my friends, but it's different. You know, you open the door for somebody in Miami and they don't say thank you. You know, you you it's not a pay it forward uh, community. Right. Latinos have more like fama of being a little bit rude. Well, right? I, yeah, I, kind of a- I think it depends. And I think everything is also a conflict of cultures, like whether I, maybe I'm misunderstanding some cultures and I'm still learning that. Yeah, it, definitely. There's no filter. When it comes to some Latinos. But, you know, obviously we're trying to change that conversation and trying to change that behavior with the newer generation where we can totally kind of bring different things to the table rather than criticism or of gossip. Course. And and that's the whole point is to change that. And that's what I want to change. And I feel like every time I come across a situation like that, I always try to nip it in the bud. Yeah. Like, no, she's awesome. She's great. She's powerful. She's good. Does all these great qualities. Like, there's no reason to be talking like that. Or, you know, it's. I think every girl's responsibility to stop a conversation like that. To yeah. stop somebody from talking negative about another woman. You know, you know, even men talking about men talking that because let's be honest. You know, in 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 Miami, it's a lot of men can. Oh, how do you say in Spanish? It's like I don't want to say machista because it's not like a. I don't. It's not that I don't think Miami men or Latino men appreciate women. I just think it's the younger generation needs to teach that hey, we can do exactly what you do, and we don't have to just be cooking dinner and cleaning right, the house and doing some laundry. of the perspective of like being um kind of yeah like I guess in machista in a way because that's kind of how we were raised yeah I don't think. like the word I feel like it's ugly and I don't want to say all men are like that because I have a very supportive man and he's Dominican and everything like that and I don't feel like that with that way with him but I can see you know in certain situations where I'm like wait yeah that was right. not the right thing right. to say you and know? that culturally to you is like, different thank goodness because, I'm not your wife right. I would have put you in your place you know because right. <laughs> culturally like in Minnesota you wouldn't see that right never never no, the, no, the men no, no, are very no, no. respectful about yeah. their woman and they are they're kind of open to them working being working women totally independent. totally everything is just it's shifted it's different it's, and here, that's really hard to get used to. Well, we're going to have to go visit Gabby in Minnesota because I know she's... Gabby is going to get married in Minnesota already. I've got a lineup of guys. That really? I'm like, I'm there tomorrow. Post you on my Facebook and then we'll go. That's it. Well, speaking of love, can you tell us, okay, your fairy tale thing with Moff and how you met him? Uh, well, I met him. <laughs> I met him in Miami. Well, that's I, cute. I, I think to me is a fairy tale because, I mean, honestly, you have kind of you manifested it because, I mean, I really did. I wanted went, to be married to a Latino, and I and found you the wanted one. him to be Dominican girl. Don't lie. I don't. Yeah, probably <laughs> that there was probably in there, but I didn't know he was Dominican when I first met him because you know he's uh, um, maybe in my white girl mind I thought stereotypical Dominicans a little darker but there's white Dominicans too like me that look like me with blue eyes blonde hair but it's not as much as you know me a darker skin so I see um I see him at the club I think it was in Miami Beach why do I want to say it was called play oh play was it was that a big mansion-y looking thing was it on uh, it was a huge highway 
fifth in Washington? No, I don't know. I'm still directionally challenged here. But I remember play. Yeah. Okay. Either way, I saw him there because it was like the Latin billboards. And I see him at all these events. I'm like, this guy, why is he wearing sunglasses in a club? Like, it's so (laughs) annoying. And I used to make fun of people that do that. I still do. He's a Grammy award winning producer. I didn't know this at the time. Okay. I knew he was well respected in in the Latin business. Shout out to Moff. Mafia. And I walked up to him and I was like, do you want a drink? Let me make you drink. And he's like, I'm not drinking tonight or something like that. I know. And playing hard to get. Yeah, I think he was because he acted like he didn't care. And I was like, oh, whatever, you know. And I left, let it be. And then when I was walking out to the cars, when he pulled me aside, he was like, you're so fine or whatever. And I was like, you're so lame. I'm leaving tomorrow. So what are we going to do? And then um, Facebook, go figure, I get back home and it's, you know how it used to say, you may know this person yes. or you may know that person. It said, you may know Mafio Alcatrax. I was like, that's the guy that didn't <laughs> like me or didn't care, but I'm going to request him and I'm going to say, nice to meet you, you know? And I did. There goes and the door was, being open and you're walking through. Listen, do you know that I can actually, the other day I told him, I was like, babe, I went just because I was curious to see how far back our conversations went. It goes to the moment that I... That I requested him and Facebook, you can go all the way back. And that was where our relationship started. So a lot of it, it was like, hey, it was so nice to meet you at the Latin Billboard Awards. And then you can see our relationship escalating. Yeah. And then you could see where our conversations ended because we then were on the phone. It was it's funny. So So who took the first step to like, okay, I think there's something here. You should come to Miami or how did it happen? Well, I made the first move and I made the big steps to get him in my view. You know, I was like, those lips were Dominican lips. I was like, those don't exist in Minnesota. (laughs) Those lips were like, (laughs) fine. And um, and he was the one that after a few months, he was like, you know, I think I need to come to Minnesota to see if this is real or if this is just like lust or something that we're feeling online or like on the phone. I need to we need to see each other in person. So he flew to Minnesota the next week and we spent a few days together and solidified, you know, that this is love. And then that was it. It was like a back and you forth. You only spent a week talking back and forth and then he no, went No, a few months. He was in Venezuela. Oh. Mm-hmm. How many months? He was in Venezuela for a few months, like three months, I'd say, before he came to visit. Okay. Yeah. I think and that's then he, good timing. Three, four months of talking. And then you're like, phone. okay, we're going to make this official. No, it was just more. No, the 4th of July is when we made it official. We still didn't make it official for like a few more months after that. But then it was like, this is this is obviously we don't want to talk to anybody else. We're only talking to one one another. Let's just make it happen, you know. And then it was starting to think about how am I going to get there? You know, I love the fact that you're like, you know, I did try. My mindset was to work on the East Coast. So when the station in Minnesota flipped, the English station I was working for, it kind of aligned with this, you know, me meeting Mafio. And I was like, oh, I love him. And you know what? If I'm gonna like have a leap of faith and I'm just gonna go and live in Miami, then now's the time. Before I like got another job in Minnesota, was locked in in a contract or something and then I couldn't come. So that was when I just drove down and I so it was a combination of opportunity for career and then love. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes it was you got to make those decisions. It all aligned for you. But from but I also feel like you like I've always said a balance, you know, I my happiness does not only lie in my work. You know, it a it lies in my daughter, it lies in my family, you know, my friends. 
it's not only about work. I feel like my work is better when my life is more balanced. It's not working 24 hours a day. That will make me unhappy with my work and not be as passionate about my work. So that's why I love the company I work for. I feel like they get that and they want you to go and be with your family on the holidays. They want you to go and do stuff. And I have like a really good balance now where I can fully enjoy and like maximize my work. And I feel like I've, I'm in the best place I've been in my job and my career, you know, because of that balance. But yeah. It brought you to Miami. And you worked with, I mean, the legend in Miami, DJ Laz. I, oh, my God. The first job getting with DJ Laz. And honestly, I didn't know who he, he's a legend here. But right, I was in Minnesota. Grew up with him, right? Yeah, but I didn't grow up with him. Right. So I did my research. I was like, this is, a bit, this is like a serious like pimp with the limp, you know, <laughs> and let me like get to know him, you know. <clears throat> and he had actually seen me in New York at like an event, hosting an event. And I was wearing a pink dress. He goes, pink dress? And I was like, yep. He goes, I remember you. And I interviewed with him. And I remember in the interview, him asking me like my top 10 favorite like songs right now. Like what's on my, I think it was like my, um, my iPad or my iPod. 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 <laughs> oh my God. I'm you don't even know what it's called anymore. <laughs> oh my God, I totally aged myself. Oh my God. Um, and I was talking about Hector Lavo and I was talking about like Salceros and then I was talking about English people and I was like a big mix, you know, he's like, okay, okay. And then I got the job and it was a blessing. I have to give that up. Yeah. DJ Laz was a blessing. What are some things that you learned from him? Especially to because he's up like such to, a god in the radio business. Listen, he taught me to toughen up because I was came from Minnesota, all sweet and like everybody's nice. And well, let's just be like, oh, everybody's right. a happy family. <laughs> no, yeah. and he made me cry a couple times, but I'm grateful. You know, he toughened me up and he told me one day um, off the air because I wouldn't talk about something. And he was like, you know, if you want to be in radio, you need to be transparent about your life because people want to get to know who you are they don't want to know who you want them to think you are you need to be transparent you need to be authentic and you need to open up more about your personal life and that was like the biggest I was like <gasps> and I cried and I went home and, uh, but I was like he's right I do I don't want to just be faking that I'm this club girl I never went out and I was like trying to make it seem cool you know, but really, I go home and put my pajamas on, take my bra off, and I go and chill at Keep the it house. Chill. That's what we do. When I see Kay, I go to her house. Yeah, but Gabby line. gets out. Well, Gabby, you get out. She does. No, but <laughs> I honestly, fun to go out with, too. No, but the thing is that I go when it's, like, events for work. Yeah, or like, of course. It's not like, oh, let me just go party. No, no, to. not like that. But I'm saying, like, I like if I had your energy to get out because you stay up it, I, I'm I like her yeah. she doesn't sleep right yeah no I definitely don't sleep but if I had a child and a husband it'd be a different story because oh, I sure. would much rather be on the couch with no bra just Netflixing it away because that's just more Ozark. my swag I'm I mean obsessed. I feel like we I feel like we haven't like we've already done all of that you know like the partying and the I you did know. it I did it in my 20s yeah so yeah. it's like really what are we missing well, you for know? you it's part of your job right now well too. for some yeah. things I, I yeah. can be choosy but you know some things I feel like yeah I, I do want to be a part of but if I was in your shoes I and the good thing is that they don't make you 
do what you don't feel like doing. Like you yeah. don't have to go because I don't know if that's part of the radio gig to like having to go to the clubs or. No, no, no. I think that those are like choices. Like if yeah. I want to do an event or or host an event or whatnot. But I I feel like those networking events though are the place where you meet people in the industry and where you get to network and they're actually super beneficial. I think networking was the biggest thing for me that got me where I'm at too. So if you're somebody who is really trying to get known or want to get into the industry, especially the music industry, you have, you have to go to those. Yeah. I went to plenty. It was just, be I'm thinking before, before Marley, <laughs> I, uh, I did go out a lot. It's just like after my daughter, I'm like, I can't, I wish I could live that life still. Of course. I have to drink a lot of coffee. Before no, I yeah. And, and no, you have other priorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other priorities. And then as far as radio, for anybody, like you mentioned people listening that maybe want to be in radio. Is there anything that you feel obstacles as a woman coming Ooh. in, especially on the Latin side? I don't know if like you saw the, you know, the comparison coming from like an AM in Minnesota yeah. to here in Miami. I know you know, in any industry, there's going to be obstacles for us women, but you know, maybe like some, some advice to give girls that want to get into radio. Um, I feel like if I'm brutally honest about it, I think that, um, you know, I see a lot of broadcasting schools in the air. There's like a lot of students that come and I think it's so awesome. They're going to learn and whatnot. I'm a case where I didn't go to broadcasting school and I figured it out. I think you can't teach somebody to have a voice like you have it. You just have you don't need to learn that. You know, you don't need to learn how to be yourself. Right. That was what the whole DJ last thing was, is that him teaching me being more transparent, be yourself. Like a lot of people think radio is about, you know, we're here and we're talking like this, like the old days yeah. and we got to be all announcery. No, you don't. You just need to talk. Yeah. And pretend that you're talking with your best friend. And that was one of the biggest um you know, advices that worked for me. My old boss in Minnesota at the the English station, he made me print out a picture of my best friend and he had me put it like in Aww. front of me and he goes, talk like you're talking to your best friend. And it completely changed how I was talking on the radio. And it made me feel my, you know, find my comfort zone. But um, if you're looking to get as a woman in radio, you just have to have that strong backbone, man, because radio has a saying, you're here today, gone tomorrow. You can be number one in the market, doesn't matter, and you can be gone tomorrow. And they'll just say, hey, HR lady walks in and says, sorry, you know, today's your last day. You have no understanding of why um, sometimes radio stations flip, which happened to me. I was under the impression I was filling in for a girl that just got, you know, ha had a baby. And I was prepping for that. They had me training for two weeks before. And then I was like ready to fill in for her. And they flipped the station. And it was like, everybody's let go and you got to move on. And it's they not flip it, meaning they change it into a change whole Change the format. New... So okay. like a country station will flip to an R&B. You know, it's a complete cleaning of the station. New personalities, new everything. And they try something else. But it happens and pretty often, right? All the time. Yeah. And radio is here today, gone tomorrow. That does not mean you're not good at what you do. It doesn't mean you are not valuable. Um, I think right now I've gotten to a place where I'm, I want to work more on my brand. I want to work more on who is La Gringa Masatina and creating my logo and getting my 
brand. You know, when I see somebody who's awesome with their branding is Enrique Santos, my boss, you know, he has his brand on lock and I want that for me. And so you have to create your own brand within radio so that wherever you go, you take that with you and it follows you and it has value in what you're doing. That's awesome. And where do you want to take La Gringa Más Latina? Where? Right. You know, it's funny because this was my goal. So I'm a little confused about where I want to go. And that's okay. (laughs) Like It's okay to not have a higher goal at the moment. Like right now, I think my my immediate goal was finding the most balance because, you know, um, sometimes you can feel like you can get down or depressed or a lot of stuff can happen in your life. And you feel like, man, I'm just not happy. Like within, I'm just not there. And I took the past year to really, I started, I got a trainer and I didn't know, I I didn't care I was paying him, what I was paying him, but I could not get myself to go to the gym. So I had him come to me. I said, no, I need to take care of my health. I need to take care of my mental health. I went to therapist, which by the way, advocate for anybody who wants to go to therapist, you should not be ashamed. Go. We're pro therapy here. Everybody needs to go to therapy. I don't care who you are in the world. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It doesn't mean you have something wrong with you. A therapist is amazing. You just have to find the right one for you. So I have been going to one for a year. That's amazing. Yeah, just because I was not balanced. I felt like I was off my rocker. And it affects everything. It affects your patience level. It affects your work. It affects your concentration. Yes, everything. And so I really feel like I figured it out. I figured, so that was my immediate goal was to be balanced. Now I have that. Now I'm thinking about, I want my branding. That's my next immediate goal for Lagarina Mas Latina is branding myself. I want to do a podcast like you girls. And I actually was looking at your guys' podcast, which is so awesome. And you have such powerful women. And I want to which you, know, you follow one in your of girl's them. footsteps with the podcast because I do radio on the radio, but podcasts are a different animal. I yeah, what would you say is the difference? I mean, it's pre-recorded; it's not live, so that's one difference. Well, a lot shorter. I mean, I'm talking for 20 seconds at a that's time. True. And this is like yeah. I mean, it, it is an art to con- have a conversation that flows. But yeah. again, we, I feel out of water right now. This is not my norm. Really? <laughs> yeah. But like you said, wh- the way that we want it to be is just like a mm-hmm. regular conversation. You're talking to your best exactly. friend, and exactly, and that's that's just how it's effective because it'll make you're you I'm me but you know sometimes it depends on on what you want to get out of the it's an art form yeah what what you want to get because you know when you interview celebrities and artists yeah. some people don't give you that much you have to know some go people are it. so awkward and I'm like eh, what's the most awkward you. I mean you don't have to say names no but I'm like a weirdo so I I would play I would play like would you rather just because I was so annoyed with oh where from? Yeah, exactly. Like all the normal questions that everybody knows. So I would do. <laughs> it's so it's so dumb. But I even asked like Maluma, would you rather have double D size boobs <laughs> that you can't take off or gain five hundred pounds you could never lose? And like we'd play. Would you rather like oh that? And just to laugh, you know. <laughs> what did he say? Just to do something funny. He said the boobs. I think. 
<laughs> What's great is that that opens other conversations and it loosens them up too, yeah. right? Yeah. So, oh, totally. And you can see their personality, yeah. another exactly. side of them, like a more human side. I remember, um, I think it was Lennox that said the boobs too, but he didn't understand my question. Oh, and then he's like, Lennox? He's oh, like no, 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 no. I'll get it. And he's already bigger, you know. He's a bear. I love he's him. He's so yummy. He's, he's so sweet. Shout he's, out to Lennox. I know. And his voice is a mamacita. Yes. <laughs> and what has been like the most embarrassing? Have you ever had like a little oops with an, like an interview or an artist? or no. like oh my god I want to crawl under a rock right now I wanted to crawl under a rock I'm sure that there were moments like that but nothing that stuck with me what stuck with me the most was when I was pregnant and they say if you have pregnant brain where you can't remember things it's a true thing it really happens really and I was on the radio and I was giving away tickets to something and I completely blinked on our phone number I said the phone number for three years. How in that moment I forgot what our phone number was. I forgot it. So I was telling them to call me and then I couldn't think of the number. And so I was just sitting there. I was like, and I took to get myself together. I was like, you know what? I don't remember the number because I'm pregnant. And so what, if you remember the number, call me and tell me what the number is so I can figure this out. I love it. Because I'm having a moment. You, you kept know? it real. Like, yeah, like I was not. It. But I was so praying my boss was not listening. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because he wouldn't have found that funny. But Oh, my God. I remember when you were pregnant and oh you God, did Alma May. Yes. I was three months pregnant when I did that photo she shoot. She also was a model for when I had a, a fashion boot. I'm not a model. Online, I was like, but she was a model. She whatever. killed it. And this this was during the time you were three months. Three we were months doing pregnant. a big photo shoot. I was it so took sick, like, though. No, remember it was like I was going to I was going to vomit. And, it, it and so I was like, you know what? I, and, I, and I, poor Kay. I mean, she was a trooper because we were there all motherfucking day. Yeah. And after a while, I was like, girl, just leave. Don't worry about it. Like, no. And I remember I was like, I had nausea beyond. Yeah. And it was like right at that time. And so I'm there and I'm in makeup. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. No, but I but mean, it was fun. And Alma May, I, I remember Alma May. <laughs> I love that. I know. I and thank you for being clothes. a part of that. Of course. You're part of our all of our lookbooks. And, and now Girls Gone Boss. Yeah. And now Girls Gone <laughs> Boss. And like now your life changed. Motherhood changed you. Yeah, it sure did. Um, just like being in partnership. I think has fueled you has made you into I feel like I've seen your evolution as a woman yeah, yeah. Um, since I got here to Miami especially yeah because when I got here to Miami I was like a no I, you know nobody nobody knew who I was nobody barely knew my name I was on the radio but that doesn't mean people know you that right. takes a long time to to build get people to mm-hmm. know you and that's when Instagram was like blowing up you know and it became this like animal for promoting yourself and I think honestly more recently is when I started to evolve into figuring out okay this works for me like this is what I my method this is what I my teacher classes that I do um I love them. I really want to do more digital stuff um for iHeartRadio classes I'm I do, thinking of like the teacher that you are on Lagrin, on Lagrin, that's you what teach I people to speak yes, Spanish that's what I'm talking oh, about okay, okay. I have, like, we're on the same wait, page oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, are you really a teacher? <laughs> no, but like, I feel like I, th- but that's like a, p- a segment, you know, that could be and a personality digitally. girl. Like I you know. can take it onto like longer scripted things. I know. That. I feel like I need to think more YouTube. Do you soon. have a YouTube channel? I was just going to ask that. I don't. I was actually on forgetting my, my daughter one, but I've been sacking. I'm not going to lie. 
I need to get on it. Well, start on the podcast. Yes. You said you're going to do a podcast. One thing at a time. With these guys that you mentioned. That yeah. Logan and Goals. I really want to talk about them. Can I say? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I met these guys that um, never in my life have I met somebody that I can really relate to, like on this level. Right. And so I'm online and I see Los Gringos. I'm like, first of all, I was automatically like territorial about the word gringo because I was like, no. I'm like, I go, what's up? And so then I see them. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're five guys. They were in front of mangoes on Ocean Drive. And they were doing like uh, it's a one minute video of each of them going through where they're from. So it's like, hi, I'm so and so from Utah. And I'm, you know, I, I live in Peru and I speak, you know, Spanish. So like he would speak Peruvian style Spanish perfectly. And then there's one guy from Colombia and then there's one guy from um, Paraguay. One guy in Mexico and one guy in, um, ¿dónde fue el otro? Yeah, Peru. I think I said that. And all of them are white guys that are like me. That Blonde, blue eyed. Yeah. I'll show you a picture. They're gorgeous and they learn Spanish and they're all obsessed with the culture the way I am, but they all live in the countries. They don't live here. They came here to unite for their YouTube channel. And so they do all a bunch of funny stuff and funny videos, but you I would not believe how one. good they are. I they speak I Spanish, some of them better than me. And I'm like, okay, we need to do something together. And so you contacted them? Yeah, I contacted them. Well, actually, I have to give it to Zach Morris is the name of the blonde one in Colombia. Zach Stop. Morris? Yes, okay. I, from Save by the Bell. Bible. <laughs> And it, yes, and he um he lives in Colombia. Zach Morris from Stay by the Bell. No, but his real name is Zach Morris. <laughs> okay, real name funny. is Zach Morris, and he con- he he hit me up, and I looked at that's how I figured out about them. And I saw that video. I was like, oh, who are these guys? Okay, no, they need to come to the radio station and meet Enrique. Because I wanted to have him interview on. They're Enrique's like your long lost cousins. <laughs> exactly. But I felt like, oh my God, you guys don't understand. Like, I'm like you, but I'm a girl. And they all came and it was awesome. They interviewed with Enrique. <laughs> I and I was like, do you guys want to do a podcast with me? And we'll call it Los Gringos. <laughs> and they're down. And so we're going to start it. But how are you going to do it if they all live in different countries? So, so they come and travel. So it'll be like a couple of them at a time. Oh, okay. And then it'll yeah, just you be bank like, a couple. And- yeah, exactly. And then just just work. For, I just wanted to try it and see what's up. And so when are they going to be back? They're going to I'm rec- they're already two of them are back. So I'm going to record with two of them next week for I'm, the first I time. Can't wait so to hear this. Oh my this, God, is this is my amazing. first experience with a podcast, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, you'd think well, if I'd you have need any help, advice, how to put it up, oh, I'm gonna be everything talking to you. We about can this. help you. I love it. This is amazing. And then definitely start looking into your YouTube. I think you have something there with this teacher. So can funny we because name her? my is she just like Ringa Mas I think teacher? La Maestra is what we've been calling it, but I we do need to come up with a name. I think for her. But I, it's funny you say that because YouTube is what the um, our guy from Digital and iHeart he sat me down. He goes. You need to work on your brand. And he goes, you need to think about YouTube. You would blow up with YouTube stuff like this. He goes, you need to do it. I'm telling you once and that's it. And so I was like, okay, I got you. Yeah, you can monetize. Brands are going to be more attracted to it. Yeah. Even more. I know. I feel a little bit of an overwhelmed, overwhelmed about yeah. it yeah yeah because i'm not a techie i'm not a human i'm not a techie Me neither, human. but and i think that for alex no thank god she's like the headphone i can't hear it i know like, girl, like, girl don't worry i know right <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna live today 
<laughs> we'll survive. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not techie either, so I get you. Uh, yeah, I can't. I but once I figure out how to upload it, how to get my like get it all done, but and do you have a edit routine, your own I'm stuff? good. I do it on iMovie. Well, not the Maestra one. My other videos I do on iMovie, but I got Final Cut that okay. I'm learning. But the thing about Final Cut, which for people who don't know, it's like to edit videos and, you know, what, but it's more of the professional one. You know, it's got a lot of like, little from. words. Yeah, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of detail. There's and a lot of little tricks there. Exactly. That takes a long time to figure out. But and once you figure it out, you're fine. If you keep on doing the videos, because I figured it out. And then I forgot it. <laughs> so you have to be consistent yeah, in true. doing videos so you don't lose all that information. Because I had like a training and then I did well and I edited a few videos by myself and then I didn't do it for a couple months. And I was like, oh, yeah, how do you do this? Again? Right. And all those steps. Yeah, it's hard. You got to like drill it into your brain. No, but everyone that's listening and you want to see her content is super funny. And, and if you don't know Spanish and you want to learn how to pronounce things and learn about Spanish, there's go to no one better to La Gringa Más Latina. But yeah. there's so many people that want to learn Spanish, you know, and they're just nervous or scared to. You just cannot be scared. And it's such an advantage because had you not known the language, you would be so limited. You wouldn't be where I would you are. Be, well, I am a minority in Miami. Exactly. But I don't You're think, a unicorn. Yeah, I am a unicorn, right? You are. Yeah, thank you. No, you want to know what? <laughs> you want to know what my current boss told me? My um, my current, well, one of my boss, not Enrique, but my other boss. Um, I'll, I'll say his name, Wallo. He walked into the studio And it was like when he first started with us at iHeart. And I was like nervous. I don't know his vibe yet. Like I'm getting to know him. And he goes, Gringa, I got to tell you something. And I thought he was like mad at me or something. He's pacing. He's like, tu sabes lo que tu eres? You're a purple cow. And I said, I, okay, you're <laughs> laughing. You're laughing. And then I was like, a purple cow. I was like, okay, where are we going with this, Wallow? And he goes, if you're driving and you see a field full of cows. You just drive by because they're all just a bunch of normal looking cows. But if you saw a purple one, you'd stop and look at that purple cow. Like in America, <laughs> that's called the pink elephant. Yeah, there you go. The pink <laughs> elephant. Purple I don't know cow. what's worse, but I was like, okay, so you're telling me I'm unique, you know? And he was like, no, he goes, there's no purple cows. You're the only purple cow that exists. You're the only purple cow. I was like, okay, Wallow, I love you. Thank you so much for that's that. That's a compliment. No, it was. It, at first it was like going left and then it went right, way right. So I oh was my God, that's that. amazing. No, I honestly do think you're a unicorn here. Thanks. But I love the fact that you have embraced our culture, that you have made it a career, that you have made it in love within the culture. Yes. That you made a beautiful child. Dominican baby. Dominican, <laughs> Swedish, Norwegian little girl that's going to be a star. With the best lips. Oh, I know. Yes. Oh she got God. his lips. Go. She got his lips. She did. She did get them. I know I'm in trouble. You are in so much trouble. They're so yummy. They look like she looks like she's like puckering without even doing anything. And I'm she's, like, oh. no, she's amazing. And, and she dances and she's going to be so Dominican too, right? I know she might be. I, she's she's got the Dominican flavor. Good. Are you sure. cooking? Are you cooking Sancocho? What's going on? Oh, by the way, my suegra came for Thanksgiving and I told her, I said, 
we're doing something different this year. Can you teach me how to make sancocho? Because I don't cook, all right? I don't cook at all. Uh, like, you can overeat for life, yeah. all right? I'm going to feed you, though. Yeah, like, but I'm, I'm going to feed you, but you just tell me what you want. I'll find it on Uber Eats, and we'll just go broke on Amen. Uber Eats. And, and Uber Eats is horrible. I just, I wish it never happened so that I could <laughs> Did just... you tell Ma from the very beginning you didn't cook? I mean, to tell that to a Dominican man... Yeah. Are you real with it? I think I did, but I think I also tried to pretend that I was wanting to learn and I really didn't. <laughs> I did. I did fake that a little bit thinking that, oh my God, he's a Latino man. He's going to want me to cook. And which I'm sure he would love if I did, but I'm not. And so the one thing I do think I have to learn is Sancocho because it's his favorite meal. And if you don't know what Sancocho is, it's just like a soup with everything. You could like, I don't know, yuca, um, bunch of meats it's got carrots it's got potatoes sweet potatoes you name it it's all in a soup yummy but my suegra makes the best and so i told her i said i really want to learn how to make sancocho suegra is mother-in-law sorry yes my mother-in-law and she taught me i wrote it all down my mom was there too and she wrote everything down and we were trying to communicate with her and get it all written and uh, because she doesn't really like use measuring stuff it's like it's she, all in the head. Yeah, right. she's got to figure it out. And so I have a feeling I will not execute it very well, but it'll it'll be, yeah. So I'm going to try. That's the one thing I will learn. Wow, well, go. what a coincidence. Yeah. I just wanted to see if you knew one thing that was like super like Latino food dish. That no, you I'm still trying to, to figure do. out how to cook rice, Gabby. <laughs> I can handle rice. It either comes out too wet or it comes out not cooked yeah. through. I don't know what to do. It's an microwave rice then. I want to learn how to make the con con, the cut, the, mm, when it's stuck on the bottom and you get oh, like okay. a little. Yeah, I just haven't gotten there yet. See? And to wrap up, what's your favorite Dominican word? Que lo que? With that said, let everybody know where they can follow you. Um, on Instagram, arroba la gringa mas latina, la gringa mas latina for all my gringos out there. We'll tag you so yeah, they can follow you. Thank you. That, yeah, they won't know. <laughs> thank you so much. No, thank you Honestly, guys. And you guys here. are awesome. And I think this is such an amazing platform to like, you know, get women up. Well, I want you to know that we believed in you from the very start. I mean, at least oh, I have you. from... Back in the day, I and that's know, why I, I wanted you in season one. But season two is going to kick off with you and my friend. You're Woo! amazing, and I'm so proud of you. I love you guys. Thank I you love for you. having me. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for being here, guys. You can follow us at Girls Gone Boss on all social media platforms. And you can listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on Win With Radio. Yep. So, till next time. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.